This is HPR episode 2778 entitled Functor and Applicative in Haskell. It is hosted by Tuku Toroto and is about 31 minutes long and carries a clean flag. The summary is Brief introduction on Functor and Applicative patterns in Haskell and where they can be used. This episode of HPR is brought to you by Archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to archive.org forward slash donate. Hacker Public Radio, and it is Tuukka Turta. Today I'm going to do a short episode about two patterns in Haskell called Functor and Applicative. These two seem to be popping up all the time while I have been working on my 4x space game. So, the first one, Functor. Uh, Functor is basically just a way to apply a function over a structure that we don't want to alter. And it's one of the most common structures to do that is a list. But there are others, there are plenty, plenty others, and you can even define your own if you feel, feel so inclined. So the functor is a, basically, it defines a one function, and that is called fmap. And fmap has a type signature that is a, takes two parameters. First one is a function from A, a to B, and the second one is a structure F containing A, and the result is a structure F containing B. So if you have a look at the show notes, I have written the definition there. So Fmap, open parents A, arrow B, close parents arrow Fi, arrow Fb. And the F here is the structure, and A and B are the is the value inside of the structure. Fi is the starting starting structure, and Fb is the resu- resulting structure. And the A R O B is the function that takes a parameter of A and returns B. So it's very general looking, and it is very, very general, generalized. So if we were to use this, like, like I said, the list is one of the most common examples. So we can write, for example, fmap, open, open, paren, slash x, arrow, x times x, close parents. So this is a, the, applying a function that doubles its parameter. And the last parameter is a open bracket 1, comma, 2, comma, 3, comma, 4, comma, 5, close, close bracket. So we are applying a function that doubles its parameter to a list of 
indexes from 1 to 5. And the result of this one is a list of 1, 4, 9, 16, 25. So, as like, that's basically all that there is to the functor. Super, super simple. They just gave it a name so that you you will have to always tell tell that what you are doing, explain it. I mean, you could just say that you are just f mapping over some structure. So uh, in the previous example, when we doubled the values in a list, the type stayed stayed the same. So we started with the integers and we ended up with the integers, but because the fmap is from fi, fr to fp, we can change the type. So if we were to fmap show and the same list again, we would get a, a list of strings of 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5. So here we, here we change the type of the end result. And, but the, amount of items inside of the list does not change. It's always the it's always the same. So the so while you can change the data or the type of the data inside of the structure, you cannot change the shape of the structure. It's always the same. And as I said earlier, this is not limited only to the list. There are many other different kinds of functors. But the pattern is always the same. There's this single single function fmap that takes up two parameters, a function and a fun and a structure A. And it will return you a structure of B. And the details how that is handled depends on the specific functor. I hope you can tell the difference between functor and function with my pronunciation. Okay, uh, another common one is maybe. This is used in the cases where the data made, might or might not be present. So you have a, if you have a, a maybe int, that means that it can be either just some index value or nothing. There's two cases now. But the fmap works on this. So if you are mapping, we have that our function that doubles. Let's call it double. We have that function that doubles its argument, value of this argument. So if we fmap, fmap double dollar just two, we get just four back. So we are using the exact same function that we used to double the elements in a list, but now we are using it to the maybe int, and we are getting a we are getting a value back that has been doubled from so just two turned into just four. If we if we have a case where the data isn't present for some reason, we try to load it in the database, or there has been a, some validation that decided that it's not valid data or something. We have nothing. Same, same pattern. Fmap, double, nothing. We get nothing. We don't get error. We don't have to check if the data 
is available or not. We just fmap over it and let the functor handle the details. This is pretty nice, in my opinion. One more. I'm not going to draw all of these. There's so many of these, but I want to do one more. This is a either. This is sometimes used when a value can be correct, or there might be an error. So it has two value constructors. Same, same as with the maybe int. Now we have either int. And it has two two cases. It can have write int that indicates that the a is correct, the value is correct. Or it can have left int indicating or left left b indicating that the b is incorrect. And here the actually the sorry, I made a slight mistake. Either has a two either as a type has a two two uh, parameters, so it's either int string, no, actually either string int, meaning that it can have, it, in this example it can have either either the string value or the int value, and string value is the error case and int value is the correct case. So we can we can have, for example, if we are dealing with some distance calculation, we can have a case where the distance has been calculated correctly as a right 5. And if this has been a failure, we can have a left uh, quotation mark distance calculation failed because of flux capacitor malfunction close uh, quotation mark. So our, our either string int can have two these to this, have these two types of values. So, can you guess what happens if we map over that? If we fmap, um, let's change a little bit. Uh, actually, no, that's not. So we fmap double over write five. So fmap double dollar write five, and we get a write twenty five. And then we fmap double dollar left distance calculation failed because of flux capacitor data malfunction. We are getting back left distance calculation failed because of flux capacitor malfunction. So when you are using fmap uh, to a right value, you are getting a result of that function applied to the value that is inside of that right structure. But if you are fmapping some function to the left value, then you are getting the you are getting the uh, the left value back as it is without any changes. And this this might throw throw uh, off you because you are using a function that takes an integer and returns integer to a left string, but it will work. It will just return the left distance calculation failed because of flux capacitor malfunction. 
So this 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 one this pattern can be used in a cases where you have a, some data and complicated calculations and you are carrying you want to validate for example it at some some points different points and you don't want to check all the time that if there has been some mistake before you just use the values as value as it comes you can validate it you can do calculations and do more validation and the result will be right something if everything was correct or left something else if there was a error along the line and the left that is being returned is the first left of the well the only left of course because after that it just keeps repeating and it is even possible to combine these things so you can have multiple functors so for example you can have maybe list int which is written as a maybe open bracket int close bracket so here we have a list of ints that might or might not be possible and then you can again you can reach through all these layers to the list of indexers and see and do your do your operations there so but because you have a multiple functions you have to you could do it in a way that you first well let's not well um to reach inside of the through the multiple layers of the functions you have to do fmap multiple times and this is there's a, a handy way of doing that so you can have open open paren fmap dot fmap close paren double open paren just open bracket one comma two comma three comma four close bracket close paren so instead of fmap we are using fmap dot fmap to do the fmapping comma is a comma is a function composi composition in a haskell so it's basically taking a fmap and running an fmap to the result of that first one so you have a function here that when given parameters will run fmap twice and if you run the example you are going to going to get the 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 the, the result of just one uh just open bracket one four nine twenty five no sixteen of course so we are double double doubling the values okay if we have if we do the f map dot comma ah sorry if we if we do the f map dot f map double nothing we get the result of nothing of course because we did not have the list and the last last one is that i want to talk about the here is that you can have a uh, multiple i mean if you have multiple functions the order of how you build your functions of course matter so if you have a 
instead of a maybe list of ints, you can have a list of maybe ints. So type, type of that would be a open bracket maybe int close bracket. And again, we can just use the fmap dot fmap double open bracket just one, just two, nothing, just three close bracket. And we are going to get a result of just one, just four, nothing, just nine. So our double function is being applied to the values, those integer values that are inside of maybes that are inside of list structure. And yeah, there's a infix operator. Like the fmap has, is fmap function structure, but the infix operator is does the exactly same thing, but the syntax is a little bit different. It's called well, I don't know if it's a if it if it has a any specific name. I couldn't find a specific name for this one. If somebody knows, I'll gladly hear about that. But it's a I'm I'm using a dollar diamond as a name of this one because it's a, a smaller than dollar greater than. So those three characters together are the infix operator of fmap. And they do exactly, it does exactly the same thing as the fmap. So if we, if we do the fmap show one, two, three, four, five, and get a list of strings, one, two, three, four, five, as a result, we can also do the show dollar diamond, one, two, three, four, five, and get a list of strings, one, two, three, four, five, as a result. And the choice between of when to use fmap and when to use the dollar diamond is mostly, mostly, um, well, but I, I don't know if the aesthetic is correct, but mostly it doesn't really matter. You can choose between, between them freely. Sometimes it, it's easier to write either, either one of these, uh, one of these, depending on the context of how the how the what you are what you are working working with. Because Haskell doesn't use that many parentheses. Function application doesn't use any, it doesn't use any parentheses at all. So sometimes it's easier to use fmap, and sometimes it is it is easier to use the dollar diamond. Okay, but uh, like I said, there are many, many, many other functions, and you can define them by yourself if you if you have a need for that. I'm included a link into the show notes that lists some of those that are, are available in different libraries. Okay, now that we deal with the function, we move into the to the applicative, and this is this is basically building on on function. It's even building that much that every applicative is a function, a function. So the function works fine when the function being applied has only one parameter, but in case where you have two or more, then it does not really work anymore. And the solution here is the applicative. So applicative uh, defines um, two two methods. 
two functions. One is pure, that takes a and returns fa. So it takes some value and embeds it in, in, turns it into a structure containing that value. And then it has a asterisk, asterisk diamond operator or tie factor, as some call it, because if you squint, it looks like a tie factor from the Star Wars advanced tie factor even, because it has those bent things. But the, that operator is uh, smaller than asterisk greater than those three characters together is the, uh, is the operator. And it looks quite a bit like the FMAP in the, in the, or the, actually the dollar diamond in the function. So when the FMAP was that it takes a funct function from A to B, structure FA and returns FB, then the function, uh, applicative takes a AB inside of that structure. So it's a F open parents A arrow B close parents. Then arrow FI being this A inside of the structure and result, result is a FB. So B inside of the structure. So it's similar to function except the function being applied it's also embedded inside of that structure. So why would you want to do that? Embed the function inside of the structure. So some examples might clarify this a bit. Um, if, if we have a, for example, plus operator, and we have fmap that over a list of integers, we get a, back a list of functions because 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 the plus operator accepts two parameters and in the in the Haskell if you are if you are Haskell does a partial application carrying automatically so if you are if you were to apply a Let's forget the applicatives and functors for a, for a second. If you were apply the plus function to a single parameter one, so plus one, you get a back, not a syntax error, but you get a back a function of that takes a one parameter, one int parameter, and that functions function adds one to that parameter that you pass it. So it it works in a like that the original function that you called with a single parameter returned a function that has the first parameter fixed to what what you passed in and it's expecting the second parameter. And when you apply the second parameter it does the calculation. And this means that if you are fmap a plus to a list of indexes, you get a back a list of functions that are waiting for the second parameter. It, it is possible to do it manually, take one or each of those 
functions and call them, but it it will require a little bit of work, and it will require a little bit of different kind of work depending on of the case. If you have a maybe, or if you have a list, you the way to reach to those functions is a little bit different. And we don't want to do that. We want to, we like to have general way of doing that. And that's where the applicative and the asterisk diamond operator comes in. So if we fmap plus function over a list of in, uh, ints 1, 2, 3 and then to that result we do the uh, asterisk diamond and list 4, 5, 6 we get a list of ints 5, 6, 7, 6, 7, 8, 7, 8, 9. So what happened here? The fmap gave us a list of functions, three functions waiting for the second parameter. And when we, when we use the asterisk diamond 456 to that, the applicative automatically calculated it called took the first function and used that to call all these three va values inside the sec second list we tested it took the second function called those three values and took the third function and called those three values so we, this is a way we can uh, tell the Haskell to here's two list of ins please sum them all together like all them together, not first and first of each list and second of each list and third of the each list. There's a way of doing that, but that's not how the applicative instance of the list does that. So in essence, the list applicative calculates all possible combinations, and I don't, I haven't used it, but uh, I, I would imagine that that this might be a handy if you are doing some calculation that are doing prediction and you are not quite sure about the parameters. You have you have some calculation and you have some uncertainty in the in the parameters there. So you can you could do it in a way that you give a couple parameters couple different values to those parameters and do the calculation and keep 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 doing the calculation in every case where you have Uncertainly, you give a parameters from the range, and then the list applicative will make sure that in the end you get a, all possible results back. Then you could do some statistical analysis, to maybe draw a histogram or something, and see what is the most likely one, and what is the maximum, and what, what is the minimum, and what not. Okay, and if you are doing the, and this of course is not uh, limited to the list, because you have applicatives for other things, for example, just, um, sorry, maybe. So again, we are doing, a, if we are calculating sum of two integers that might or might not be present, we can do open paren plus close paren. This is the our, our plus plus symbol, 
plus function basically took the infix infix operator plus and turned it into a function. Uh, dollar diamond just two, asterisk diamond just five, and we get back result just seven. So two plus five is seven. And in the case when we don't have one of the values, if we do the plus dollar, dollar diamond just two, asterisk diamond nothing, we get the result of nothing. Again, this is this is what I like here. I don't have to do any kind of checks if the value is present or not. The applicative and functor will take care of that for me. No, no, if if checks, no null checks, nothing. We just I just say that I have these two values that might or might not be present. Calculate them together and give me the give me the result. If the values were present, I get the result, and if the some one or more of the values was not present, was nothing, I get a nothing back. So, I, the, the, the dollar diamond is using combination with function. It's usually, usually, at least I usually use the, uh, sorry, the asterisk diamond is used in combination of function. So usually I use the dollar diamond to get started. So I get partial applied function inside of that structure f, whatever it is in that case. And then I use the asterisk diamond to further further apply it with more parameters until I get the end result back. You could use the pure that takes one value and embeds it in, into a structure get started, but I tend not to not to do that. Okay, that's about it. Two two super common patterns that turn up in the Haskell all the time and that have names that don't really mean anything anything to you until you get until you read about them or somebody explains them to me. To to me the probably hardest part about learning the Haskell is not the syntax or the how the programs are constructed, like the, the that they are functional and that you cannot mutate values. Those did have some learning curve, but it was not as steep as I expected them to them to be. The steepest one has been to learn about all these patterns that have names that I have not heard before and learning learning about them, learning how to use them and when to use them and learning even about learning them, their existence. The, I, I'm not sure if there's a top 50 list of Haskell or top 10 list of Haskell patterns you ought to learn when you get started with learning the Haskell. But if you have any questions or comments, please send them to me. I have a email at, email address at the show at the show notes and you can also reach me at me at the Fedi first. I'm the tutor at mastodon.social or even better record your own Hacker Public Radio episode. Okay. Ad Astra
You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license. Thank you.